You're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. So for those of you who don't know me, my full name is Danielle, but most of most people here actually just know me as D. And another thing about me, a fun fact, is that I think I've been coming to GGC for two years now, which is crazy. Time has flown by. And a third fun fact is that I work in the city, and one of my favorite parts of the day is when I'm on the train ride home, my tummy is grumbling, and I'm just awaiting my dinner <laughs> on my dinner table, usually a roast dinner, whatever it is, that's waiting for me. Because who else is just craving dinner after a hard day's labor? It is so good. So I just love digging into a glorious meal, especially in winter when it's nice and warm. But then, Sometimes after I have dinner, I go to Lucas's house and his family usually has dinner two hours after mine. So just as I arrive, another meal's being served for me. So I think I've got my life pretty well sorted right now. Um, it actually reminds me a story of one of my friends at school. Um, she used to kind of not really try that hard in PE because, you know, teenagers. And um, actually one term on her report card, the teacher called her out for her not trying and she said, um, friend, um, I really advise that you get into an after-school sport because your hand-eye coordination isn't that good, so you actually need to put a little bit more effort in. And when she received the report card, her family just started laughing because she was actually an international gymnast who was getting ready to prep for the Olympics. And the reason she didn't try was because she was saving her energy for literally four hours of training a day. So who here has ever experienced an unexpected outcome? I know that I've experienced them personally. So tonight, real quick, I just want to dive into a verse in the Bible where there was actually an unexpected outcome. So we're going to be looking at Ezekiel 37, if you guys know the story. It's the story of the dry bones in the valley. And basically, Ezekiel receives a prophetic vision where the Lord takes him to this valley and there's all these masses of dry bones there. And he's walking around, the Lord guides him around these dry bones in their heaps. And he asks him, he says, son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel humbly replies... God, you know these dry bones live. So taking from verse 7, it says, so basically God instructs him, prophesy to these bones that they will live. So verse 7 reads, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. Everyone say rattling sound. And as the bones came together, bone to bone, I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, that w- but there was no breath in them. So basically, the Lord instructs Ezekiel again to prophesy for breath to come. And then from verse 10, it says, So I prophesied again, and he's commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. So basically, tonight, I want to be looking at how we can partner with God, three practical ways we can partner with God to see impossible situations in our life turn to unexpected outcomes. So for those who are taking notes, the title of my message is Stop, Revive, Thrive. So point number one is stop and let our hearts be moved. 
So when Ezekiel arrived in this valley of dry bones, the Lord guided him to wander the valley and actually take in how dry these bones were and actually take in the situation that was at hand, even though it was a confronting situation. And who knows that when Jesus was on earth, a lot of time in his ministry, when he was traveling to different destinations or on the move with his disciples, he would actually take the time to stop and let the individual inquire of him. And it actually says a lot in the Bible that he would let his heart be moved with compassion. And who knows that we as believers, when we're facing situations in our life that seem desperate and hopeless and actually impossible, we can actually stop and let our hearts be moved as Jesus' heart is moved to find a, a resolution in the situation. And you know, it doesn't matter how overwhelming the situation may be because sometimes it might be easy to kind of scurry on by through the situation and kind of be like, my long-term calling is this, like I feel like I'm on this path, on this direction, but there's actually a ministry that we're confronted with every second of our lives, day to day. There's souls that we're passing, there's things that we're coming up against, but we can stop and know that he is Lord and that we can actually minister into the situation right here, right now. That his revival breath is willing and waiting for us to partner with him. And I love that in the Bible, it promises that even if you feel like you're coming up against such a great opposition right now, that the Lord says that he prepares a feast for us in the presence of our enemies. Like we can stop and just rest in his peace knowing it doesn't matter what we're up against. It doesn't matter how vast the situation may seem because he is faithful and just. And if we want to know him as a faithful God and as a provider, we actually need to be willing to be confronted with situations that seem impossible for us because we can stop and know he is Lord, he is covering our backs and it's going to be good. So my second point is let our vision be revived to see like he sees. Because if we just see a valley of dry bones, they might not seem like a fix. But when we see with God's eyes, we understand that in a moment of his radical encounter, the situation can be flipped completely. And um, whenever someone says, oh, like you've got potential, like I know that it's a sweet little, oh, thanks, like anyone else or is it just me? But like it kind of seems like an insult more than a compliment. But that's just because it can be intimidating to figure out how do I actually activate that potential that's residing within. And when we go through our day-to-day life, whether it's situations or whether it's souls, there's actually so much potential that's laying, laying dormant in our lives. Like if we walk by and we see this situation is broken, it needs a touch of heaven. This person is broken. They need God's love to just cover them and envelope them. We can know, like if we're seeing with God's eyes, we can see it doesn't matter how it looks in the physical because he's actually able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. But it requires something on our behalf. It actually requires us to be people who are not walking by the physical and the tangible, but actually walking a journey of faith with him and actually being able to adjust our eyes to see as heaven sees things and not let that potential go to waste. Um, I remember... For one of my birthdays, I received a sunflower from my sister. It was such a sweet gift. And I was like, cool, the sunflower was in a box. And I was like, it'll last me two weeks. Like, it'll make my room look pretty for two weeks. Like, it's, it's good. And then so the two weeks went by. I didn't do anything to it. Didn't water it. 
but I left it by the window, so that was good. Um, <laughs> and then the two weeks were over, and I was ready to chuck it out, and I looked deep into the box, and I actually realised that it wasn't resting in water, but it was resting in soil. And it wasn't just a flower that I was supposed to chuck out after two weeks, but it was actually supposed to last me for years. But because of my lack of tending to, it died when it could have flourished. And in the same way, like we have to be able to perceive with God's eyes to see if things are dying, like we can't, we don't need to just accept it and move on, but do we need to be diligently like tending to those situations, tending to those souls to see the breakthrough arrive in our lives? And finally, the last point is thrive. Thrive in the mission that you are called to. With the, dry, the valley of dry bones, the story ends. It starts with a very confronting image of dry bones just resting there. But it ends with a vast and great army rising up. And who knows that we are called to not only be revived, but to let the overflow of our lives filter into everything and everyone we're encountering. And I love that in the verse, the chapter before in Ezekiel 36, you should go have a read, that it says, the Lord inquired his people to ask for a revival. Like he allowed them to partner with him. He could have flipped the situation in a second. He could have just prophesied to the bones himself. But instead he asked Ezekiel to partner with him. He created a stirring in his people's hearts to actually hunger and ask for the revival that he wanted to bless his people with and bring them back to him. And the crazy thing is that the dry bones were actually the Israelites, his very own children. But he didn't want his people to be left behind, but he wanted them to be rising up in everything that he's called them to be. And I was listening to this podcast by Bethel, and um, Sean Bowles actually gave an encouraging word to um, the church because they just encountered the Reading bushfires, which were really crazy because so many homes have been misplaced and it's really... Um, made a dent in the community but they're still remaining hopeful and faithful which is awesome but he said that so many great revivals in history actually had a natural shift take place before they arrived like Azusa Street in 1906 like the great revival that kind of like sparked the Pentecostal church there was actually an earthquake that I think was like an 8.3 on the Richter scale and killed 700 people before the revival struck and it's so encouraging to know that, like, no matter what the natural is happening, no matter what we're coming up, up against, whatever opposition has arrived, that God is still on the move. And we don't need to be disheartened or shrink back when we come up against things, but know that we can just incline our ears to hear from the Word of God and actually partner with Him to achieve that all He's calling us to. So I just want to encourage you guys, like, we know that something is stirring in our nation right now. Like we know that revival is on the midst. And I don't know about you, but we've even been encountering like our own natural disasters with the drought, like one of the craziest droughts we've seen in so many years. So it's like, let's not be a people who are shrinking back and being intimidated, but let's see our faith actually stir to be the women and the men of God, the mighty men and women of valor that He's called us to be, to see all He's accomplished here on earth. So I just want to encourage you, don't ever let a situation, a situation phase you or overwhelm you because we serve such a faithful and mighty God who can do all we could ever ask and imagine.
You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.